0: This is OBS Radio, a service of OBS International, a division of Greater Works Business Services. And a pleasant good evening to you. Welcome to the Artist Showcase. I'm Keith Williams, your host. And for all of you uh, out there in podcast land, Happy New Year! <laughs> we are so excited to be with you for for a new year here uh 2022 has been phenomenal here at the archer showcase we had so many incredible authors and publishers and and bloggers and influencers from all over the world and so we would do nothing less than bring you the best and excellence here at the archer showcase for 2023 and listen we're getting ready we are right in the middle of season 5 and coming up in June, of course, will be season six. So we definitely want you to uh, be a part of that. So right now we have uh, another great author that is with us. Uh, uh, Miss uh, Kim is here with us today. And we're so happy that you are the first person to, uh, to be a guest here on the author showcase for the new year.
1: Woohoo! Starting the new year off right.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not calculating how many people actually, you know, been on here because this is not the thing with like you are you are a million customers.
1: Right. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> Sorry, we don't do that here. <laughs> no, I no, I was uh, just I was just having fun with it. Starting the new year off. All right. so uh, so we we like to be conversational here, not just, you know doing a Q&A or question to answer type thing. Uh, we like to be kind conversational, you know, having a good laugh, having a good joke, you know, being serious. You know, we kind of roll it all, you know, whatever. Just be you. I have no problem with that. <laughs> okay, so first of all, um, tell everybody who you are and what you do.
1: My name is Kim Langling and I am up in the Northeast of the United States. And I am an author. I I too have a podcast called Let Fear Bounce. And I also have a little television show called The Author, The Write Stuff, The Author's Voice, where I too have authors on uh, sharing their writing journey and why they write what they write and how they started and all of that. But I currently, the last couple of years, I've been coordinating anthologies and I'm the lead author in four anthologies and I'm working on the fifth one now which hopefully will be out and published in April end April and it's called paw prints on the couch so it's going to be stories about people and their pets and how their pets have enriched their lives so I'm really looking forward to that that's my newest project and then outside of that I freelance for a few people do some things for them so I keep busy I keep really busy
0: (laughs) so so, uh, tell us about uh, some of the books that you have written. We're going to start with that. You know, first, then we will get into uh, uh, your podcasting. Of course, you said you have a TV show. You know, we're going to get into that. And also, too, uh, I understand that you are a person of faith.
1: I am. Yes, and, I
0: am. And that would be the last thing that we would talk about here. So, so this is the author showcase. So, the main premise is. Uh, you being a published author. So uh, tell us a little bit about your books.
1: Well, I I started, it was years ago, I think 2014, I was asked to participate in an anthology to provide a chapter. And the book was called Inspire. And the stories were, you know, they were looking for folks with um, hard hitting stories that uh, were life altering. And changed changed how you viewed the world. Um, whether that be experiencing some sort of trauma, what have you, and, you know, an illness, what have you, grief, loss. Uh, my mine was trauma that I experienced in the military, and I had never shared that story, and I had never considered myself a writer either. And I thought I I I can't I can't do this. That you know I just can't. I, I can't let that out yet. And I'm one of those people that something happens, you shove it in that box in the back of your brain, you shut the lid, you lock it, done. Well, we all know that those boxes have to pop open. They do. They, they can't stay closed forever. So that's how my journey began. I actually, I did say yes to that, participating in that book. And it was freeing for me. Um, very, very difficult, And it felt like I was taking a big chunk of me and putting it out there very publicly. And uh, But I kept realizing, and my pastor had been telling me, your trauma is going to be someone else's message. You've got to take your mess, turn it into a message, because your trauma is going to be that little light, that little spark of light for somebody.
0: You know, I I, I I get that, too, you know, because I have some stories, uh, you know, to share as well. First of all, before you go back into uh, continuing answering the question, um, uh, I just want to, first of all, thank you for your service, you know, in the military. Um, I am a military, uh, I'm a veteran, too, and I'm also dealing with uh, PTSD as well. And, you know,
1: I hear you. you. There's really nothing I can say. I hear you and I understand you.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, when they did that celebratory, you know, gunfire, you know, I thought I was in a war zone. And and the whole time I was uh, shivering in my bed with the covers hanging over my, you know, head was like, when is this going to end? You know, and I'm like literally shaking in my boots. You know, my mom was like, did you get any sleep last night? How could I? I felt like I was in a war zone last night. It was absolutely great. Um, But I digress. Uh, Please continue.
1: (laughs) That's okay. I'll talk about whatever you want to talk about. (laughs) Um, So that's how my writing journey started. And then I uh, had people approaching me, asking me to participate in other anthologies. And I was like, well, OK. And it was with you know different stories. And sometimes it was it was with my personal story, the, the traumatic one, maybe, you know, expanded a little bit more um, or then it turned into how I live with PTSD and the, the steps and the little tools that I have in my tool belt that I pull out. 30 years later still um because for me that ptsd i don't look at it as and i don't like saying post-traumatic stress disorder i don't like the word disorder i'm not disorder <laughs> you know uh the way i look at it is you know you, you've been through something really hard and it was a battle in itself
0: and it yeah, might that, be- that is uh, that is a bad that is a bad label. I I, I give that very terrible. So um, that's why I,
1: I say I I say I live with PTSD. I word it that way. I live with it because it's a part of me, because that's part of my life, and that's a part of me. And it's all in how you deal with it. And everybody deals with it different. Everybody's journey's different. And I have bad days. I have really bad days, and I have great days. So you know, you just you you know, I'm I'm preaching to the choir here. It's just, it's sometimes it's a day by day thing. And sometimes it's a minute by minute thing, Um, but you can get through it that, you know, there's always a nugget of hope out there. And so my story, that's when I started writing is I'm tossing those out like a nugget of hope you know, letting other people know, okay, maybe you've, you, maybe you've had this shoved way down for years and years, like I did, and it's starting to creep out and you don't know what's happening. You feel like you're losing your mind. You can't sleep. You're having nightmares. You're having anxiety attacks in the middle of Walmart. You know, you're not the only one you're not alone. And so that's why I decided to, to continue to share that story and then reach out to others to share theirs. And so, uh, Two years ago, at the beginning of the pandemic, a friend of mine from the UK, she's a a faith based publisher, her and I connected seemingly randomly, Um, we connected and I said, hey, I've got this idea for an anthology and I want to, I've reached out to some folks and they want to participate. And it's called When Grace Found Me. And it was supposed to be one book. But within two weeks, I had
0: enough people to do three books. They just kept coming. I, and, I think it's about time that I. Uh, I think it's about time that I share because I I'm, I'm hardly ever share, you know, my stories of being in the military. So I think it's about time I. You know, I think it's about time I do that. And you should. So, would there be another anthology coming out?
1: Yes, there will, and you will. <laughs> I will contact you about that.
0: Okay. <laughs> Now, yes. what, what, are some, what are some of the? So, you know, everybody has their, their passion and their reasoning for why they decide to, uh, to write. So what is yours?
1: I was given a nudge and a, a nudge by God. That's how it was for me to start these anthologies and to continue oh, to do nice. them. Not knowing what I was doing. Literally, I, I, I had this nudge and I, I heard these words. They, the words were, stories need to be told. And I remember sitting there thinking, going, what? And I'm looking around and I hear it again, very, very softly. Stories need to be told. And I went, but I've told my story. And so I went, God, if this is you, I've already told my story. You know that. And then I heard it one more time. Stories need to be told. And I realized he was saying stories, plural. And that's how, that's how doing these anthologies and writing those stories and getting others to share theirs. That's how that started was from a gentle whisper I heard while sitting on my back porch on a warm August afternoon. Um, and
0: this was mentioned like three times?
1: Yes, three
0: yeah that, that sounds you know that sounds very familiar because you know when you for example before jesus ascended into heaven he asked peter three times do you love him yes i you pay know, attention god, to that you know, stuff i call moses three times god called samuel three times Hmm. yeah so there, there's there's a there's a resonant pattern you know you know with that you know
1: and those books, those books, it ended up being three books,
0: three books.
1: Yes. And then it was just done. I mean, I, and I knew it. I felt it. And then I had this other nudge. That I needed to do another one. And the word was hope. And so Thanksgiving Day, literally my most recent one was just published and released called When Hope Found Me. Um. So yeah, they, those books came by me receiving, I call them little nudges and I'm going to keep on going with them. As long as I keep getting nudged, I'm going to (laughs) listen because I think if I don't, it, you know, I, I don't, I wouldn't feel good if I didn't follow those nudges, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, the most recent one was when hope found me and if that turns into a second one and a third one, awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to see how it goes, you know? And uh, it's just, it's been an interesting journey because I, I know a lot of authors, their their stories are of why they write and how they started writing are, are much, much different than mine. Um, and, you know, that's okay. <laughs> Everybody has their own journey. But I do have a couple of my own books too that I'm personally working on. And one of them is called Nuggets of Hope. And that was another nudge. You you have to, you got to share a little bit more, me, um, share nuggets of how people can find hope and don't lose hope and where you can find hope. So that's a book that I've got about three quarters of the way done. I hope to have published this year, hopefully by summer. We'll see. I, I don't put hard deadlines on myself because I want it to flow the way it's supposed to, how it, you know, how it's supposed to go. And if I have a day where it's like, uh, I'm not real comfortable, then I know I'm not supposed to be pushing on that day. You know, I just, I kind of wait. I wait for that little (laughs) nudge. Um, But that's my, that will be solely undermining you know, just me. Nuggets of Hope. And then, of course, the next anthology that I'm working on is Paw Prints on the Couch. So I'm excited about that one because I, I, I love animals and can't wait to read everybody's stories about how their animals have enriched their lives. So that's a little bit of my journey.
0: So what are, what are some of the, uh, you know, authors, you know, past and present that uh, or should I say, were there any authors past or present that kind of inspire you to, to, write?
1: You know, I am an avid reader and I have been since I could read. My, my mother used to have to, I would get hollered at for staying up too late. You know, one of those kids under the blankets with a flashlight. <laughs> I, and I still read, I read one to two books a week. I'm still an avid reader. I have so many authors so many authors. But John John Evans is an amazing author to me. I love Nicholas Sparks. It's just, you know, I like that kind of stuff. Um, I used to be into Stephen King. I read a lot of different types of things. And now that I've, you know, all these years later where I actually call myself an author now, it's interesting when you're reading other people's books to see how they get their flow going, you know, and how they... How they can bring their worlds together and people together and how they you know they weave i i look at it as like they're a weaver and they're just like weaving this beautiful tapestry and if i find a book that i read i always say wow that was an amazing book i just fell into it you know how you you fall into a book and three hours later you look up and you're like oh gosh three hours just went by when that happens, I'm like, that's a darn good author. And I I aspire to be that one day when I grow up.
0: <laughs> Wait a minute, you said that you used to come home late. I would stay up late when I was younger. Oh, you know, my mom was like, you know, uh, you know, when the lights come on, your butt better be in the house. <laughs> Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. The outside street lights. Yes. Yeah.
0: When the street lights come on, you gotta be in the house.
1: Yes. That's well. You might. You grew up in the same area I did then, because yeah, you better have your my mom. You better have your butt in the house when those street lights come on and you're yeah, I,
0: You know, i I was actually like, you know, uh, you know, when your parents, you know, go away or something, and they, you know, they let you uh, stay home alone. They call them latchkey kids. Uh huh. You know, so I was a latchkey kid. Me too. Yeah. You know, you know, we you know we used to stay home and you know you know we stay home you know by ourselves and we get to all kinds of trucks.:
1: <laughs> I know. Yeah, and the funny thing is, I lived in a, I grew up and lived in a small town, so the lights on, you're in the house, and my mom worked two and sometimes three jobs. She was a single mom raising three kids, so you know it was a little tough. And as an adult, now I look back, I realize just how hard it was for her. Um, Just, you know, and you're like, wow, where did she find the, the energy and the strength to do that? But we were often on our own. And being in a small town, the neighbors always knew what you were doing. So you couldn't do anything. You couldn't sneak out in the dark because the neighbors would you know as soon as your mom got home from work they'd be like hey we saw such and such going out the back door
0: well (laughs) yeah I mean I live in a I live in a large city so
1: oh okay
0: you know not 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 so you know obvious but you know overall I mean I was I, I guess I can call myself you know a good kid I was a history fanatic and so you know reading was a part you know reading books was a part of you know being a history uh you know junkie, and yeah. you know I have certain authors you know that i you know hooked up to, but I was never like a literary type person. I mean I even hate taking english lit lit classes you know when I was in high school, but one of my teachers you know you know, she's been around famous authors for nearly her entire adult life. Um, so. There's you know, yeah.
1: there's so there are so many amazing authors out there and a lot of them that aren't even well known. I mean, you know, take it, It's not easy to become one of those John grisms or, you know, those Stephen Kings, that's, that's not something that just happens overnight for people, you know, there, there are amazing authors. And I found, I found some amazing, I mean, literally tons and tons of them. I, like I said, I read one to two books a week still on Kindle Unlimited when that came about and you can read, you know, you borrow a book and you can read it for free and then return it and get another I've read so many books through Kindle Unlimited and found amazing authors, self-published and traditionally published, that are just, you know, and as soon as their next book comes out, I'm like, oh, a new, a new one's coming. You know, Trisha O'Malley, that's one that's fun. She has, she does like a paranormal type ones and just, the, but the way she writes and her characters are so real. And I find myself literally laughing out loud reading her books. And I, I just, I enjoy books like that too, where you know, you're you're like you know, your head's thrown back in laughter because it's so and <laughs> funny. So, but is I it found like, some amazing authors on through Kindle Unlimited.
0: Now that the Kindle, you know, when the first Kindle first came out, that became like, you know, that became like my best friend. You know, because uh, sometimes i like the type of person uh, I like to have it in print. I like to, you know, have it in front of me in black and white. But when the Kindle, you know, came out, uh, it still didn't black and white, but you know, you got something like this, right? Right. By the way, by, by the way, this is not a this is not a candle. This, uh, this, this, is, this is a iPad. This is an iPad. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah. you know, but still. Uh, and again, we had some incredible authors that came on here, and you know, and the stories that they tell, you know, about their books is like you're almost uh, in this portal that you know, you're actually in another time. Yes. You know, in place. I think they call that sensationalism. I just think it's great
1: when someone can speak and write that way. And you and fall, you like know, I you, say, you fall into it. Uh huh. It's, that's yeah, amazing. Yeah.
0: You know, but me uh being down uh, an opportunity, uh, an opportunity realist, uh, I, I, you know, everything that I write was purely nonfiction. So, so, but nonfiction kind of got
1: that's, that's what I write is nonfiction. Yeah. Okay.
0: Not nonfiction. Okay. Yeah. So Um, I, you
1: know, I've, I've got a fiction book in my head. It's kind of fantasy kind of, Um, you know, deals with wood sprites and fairies and animals.
0: (laughs) And I have one, I have one a long time ago. I'm like, a very long time ago. Maybe what 1991 or something? We're talking about over 30 years ago. Um, you know, that I have written, I completely lost the entire manuscript. Oh. You know, gone. Oh my goodness. But for some odd reason, I still remember I still remember the characters in the, you know, in the book and, and the plot lines. Uh, It was more of like a historical, historical fiction.
1: I do, I really, I really enjoy historical fiction.
0: Yeah, get that
1: down, get it written down again.
0: But that's, that's all I, you know, that's all I remember. I mean, I don't remember the specifics, you know, anything like that, you know, just the characters and, you know, and the plot, you know, what happened in the, you know, in the beginning, what happened, you know, throughout, what happened you know, at the end and that's all I that's all I remember. Like I said, I'm not really into, you know, writing fiction. I, I you know, to me, you know, getting all of the characters, you know, in my head is just over overwhelming. But it's it's so easy to write, you know, a nonfiction book because, you know, all you're doing is you either telling the story, you know, or you're spilling out facts or maybe your opinion you know, or stuff like that. That's easy. To
1: do. It's easy to me, too. And it's funny, though, when you talk to fiction writers, they said nonfiction is not easy for them.
0: <laughs> wow. So, you know, it's, mean, it, it's interesting because to it's, me, it's kind of like, you know, it is hard. Yeah, I wear glasses. You know, I'm uh, I'm nearsighted, which means I can't see things far away. But then you will have someone that says, well, uh, I'm farsighted, but I can't see things closer you know to me so it's it's kind of like that. Right, right. Good analogy. <laughs> I mean it, it's <laughs> it, it's just something that I, I cannot explain at you know at all. Uh but overall, you know, uh no two person is alike. And definitely no uh you know two writers, you know, are alike. Like I said, we had you know, uh, in 2022 has been a good year for the author showcase in which every person that came on here, nobody was the same, everybody was totally different. Everybody's totally different. That's what so, makes it fun. Yeah, a- absolutely. Yep. And in, in your writings, it, it looks like all of your writings have like a, a similar pattern or a similar theme.
1: Yes, they do. They seem to. And that's, you know, I write, I write from my heart. Um, And it's my stories, at least my personal stories, they're, they're just raw and true. And the feedback that I've received from people are, is, you know, thank you so much for sharing that. And you're, they appreciate the rawness of it and just being honest, not sugarcoating stuff, um, life isn't always pretty and you can't always pretty up something ugly, mm-hmm.
0: you know? And, and we're getting, a lo- we're getting a lot of that from mainstream media to, you know, you know, they report the hard stuff, but you know, they kind of like, you know, put a little, uh, you know, sugar sprinkles or, or something like that. This is not cinnamon toast crunch. Yeah, we got some real we got some real issues that we're dealing with, you know, here. And for the most part, I don't think that me personally, I don't think that they're really doing a good job or doing that. But when I look at various podcasts, I mean, some of these podcasts are extremely raw. In your face, raw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they get right down dirty. They like no topic is off limits. You know, I've done that. You know, plenty of times. You know, news stories. You know, politics, um, spirituality, religion. You know, and I got friends as well as I got enemies. But you know, here's the thing: the truth definitely needs to go out. And if the mainstream media, is not going to do it. It is up to us. Yes, you know, to do it. But then at yes. the same time, you know, when you have a you know podcasts like the author showcase you know you know people they have stories along you know those lines and you know you know you never see them on you never see them on the daytime or the nighttime uh talk show no no you know, but and and actionality you know on podcasts they're they're getting more exposure on the podcast than they do on you know right on terrestrial uh, terrestrial media. Right. So, you know, it's kind of like, you oh know, a win win here. So,
1: and I, that's why I appreciate like, the, you know, the platforms that are available. Um, because I've, I've had some amazing guests on my podcast that just once I'm done talking to them, they're in my mind for days afterwards. And I'm thinking, all right, if they hit me that hard with their story, I know darn well the listeners are processing that. And it's given people, a platform to use their voice for, you know, if they're an author, they talk about their books, or maybe it's what they're writing about. Um, One gentleman he's been dealing and living with and battling, battling cancer for 10 years. And he's just on this role of doing, he does like three to four, he's a guest on three to four podcasts per day. He's been on over 500 podcasts, just sharing his story. And I asked him, you know, why, why do you feel so strongly that you need to get this out? And he's like, because I he he's not sure how much longer he'll be around to share it, and he wants people to know what that journey is and to not be frightened and to don't let the disease
0: overtake your life. Uh, you know, it's, it's, I've always been—it's
1: just amazing.
0: I've rarely been on podcasts at all I mean I have done a lot of podcasting in 15 years but very rarely you know been on anyone's uh you know podcast. I think maybe I should you know go into you know into that because I do have some stories to tell
1: oh absolutely yeah you need to get you need to be a guest on because I you know like I said I have a podcast but i I so enjoy being a guest because it's fun to be on the
0: other side of the mic too <laughs> so let let's talk about you know let's talk about that uh you know your podcast what is it about what kind of guests do you have and uh so what is the the audience you know look well like,
1: demographics let's see the demographics i and we were talking about this off mic before we started recording um the my demographics are the ages between uh 35 and 65, typically female, Um, United States, Germany, and the United Kingdom are like the three top countries that listen. But the name of my podcast is called Let Fear Bounce. And that came about just as the pandemic was like really starting to explode, you know, that March of 2020. Um, And I, I was one of those ones who lost their job. I was a road warrior, so I did sales and marketing, and so I was on the road all the time. Well, the doors shut across the entire world, so there was no place for me to go <laughs> to do my sales and marketing, so um, I lost my job, and that was a, a place that I had not anticipated being, and I wasn't sure what to do, and so I said, give yourself 24 hours to be mad. Be mad at the world. Do what you need to do. Get that anger out for 24 hours, and so I did 24 hours. Then the next day I woke up, sat on the edge of my bed and said, all right, time to pull up your big girl panties. What are we going to do? I And I just sat there. I'm like, I'm not going to send out resumes and look for another nine to five corporate job. I I think I've reached a point in my life um, that I'm going to make some changes. And maybe this door shutting is my opportunity to open the next one. And. Let's make something happen, Kim. You know, so I'm talking to myself. I'm like, ugh, this is really risky. And it was very risky. And that first year was very, very bumpy. Um, but I thought, you know, I, I've heard about this podcast stuff. Let's look into it. So I literally got on my computer that day, Googled it, researched for two hours, and then recorded and published my very first podcast that same day, not having a clue what I was doing. I had no idea. <laughs> what I was doing and I decided that's, that's to call it Let Fear Bounce because I was like there's fear in this world it's just everywhere in the air floating everywhere you couldn't get away from fear at that point in time I mean if you remember it was on the radio and on the television constantly don't leave Brian, your that's where you Brian, know that's
0: that's all you that's all oh my goodness about. I mean yep. it was just like everywhere it was just like but also, I have to admit that you know during the when the pandemic was, got started we saw a huge rise in podcasts it, it was so many uh podcasts that you know that that came on it was just
1: you know because yeah. people
0: are stuck at home it was like hey you know you know hey i need something to do i can't be in the house all day blah 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 and so we saw a lot of people blogging people doing video blogs people doing you know podcasts you know we find people uh you know, doing music concerts, right? Virtually, yeah. Uh, was selling stuff virtually. People, nonprofit organizations, was fundraising online, like like you're not talking on, you know, on Zoom. right, you know, Zoom right now. That that's what that's what they're doing. Zoom, you know, all right, podcasting platform. I mean, and, you know, and if the, those people that, and I'm one of them. I was
1: like, you know, I, I I'm I'm gonna start something you know so i started reaching out to people that i knew to do some freelancing for because i'm like well i have to have some sort of income you know and i hated being on unemployment i'd never been on it before and i didn't like it and you know so i'm not gonna i'm gonna get off this as soon as i possibly can um so you know doing freelance had you know three or four clients and then five clients so that helped me maintain but then i still kept doing the podcast and I called it Let Fear Bounce because there was so much fear everywhere. And I was like, no, it's not landing on me. I am not going to let fear land on me. And I'm I'm taking control of my own life. The the government's not going to tell me how to live my life. <laughs> I'm not going to listen to the radio, everything that's out there. I know what's best for me. And since we're stuck at home anyway, let's let's just give it a try. And so that's how Let Fear Bounce came about. And here I am in my third season and I'm at like, I don't know, 165 episodes and just, you know, that's 165 amazing people that I had the opportunity to meet that I literally never, ever would have had the chance to meet had I not started that. Um, And I've made some wonderful friends that I'm still in contact with now, you know, regularly. And we do collaboration things with each other every once in a while. And But the, the people that I have on, it's pretty much, you know, anybody, everybody's got a story. Everybody has a story and everybody has a fear, whether they want to admit it or not. That could be a big fear, or it could be a fear, you know, something like I'm afraid of spiders. Well, come on and tell me why you're afraid of spiders and how you're going to beat that fear. You know, Uh, you know, so it's, it's anyone, but the, the interesting thing is I would say at least 75% of my guests that have come on have been authors. And I was just amazed by that. When I started looking more into it, you know, I'd be chit-chatting, they'd send me their bio and then we'd be talking and I'd say, wait a minute, did you just say you wrote a book? Why wasn't that in your bio? You didn't tell me you were an author. So it's just, it just turned out that way that 75% at least of my guests on the podcast have been authors. And they share, you know, on podcasts, as well as in the written word, things that they've overcome or fears that they've had, you know? And so it's just, it's like very conversational, like you and I, like your show is, it's very casual, very conversational. I don't go by a script or anything like that. And every one of my guests have said, you know, you've made me feel so comfortable. And uh, many, many of them at the end, when we go off mic, and I'm thanking them again for being my guest. They'll be like, "Wow, that went a direction I never planned on sharing." <laughs> and I'm like, "Isn't that fun?"
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it it is. So uh, I started to to give advice uh, to people that either are new to podcasting or if they've been in podcasting, um, you know, for a little bit. And one of the questions was asked. Well, I'm I'm new to this podcasting thing should I just, uh, should I have a, a script or should I just, you know, wing it? You know, you know what should I do? And one of the things that i mentioned is that if you're talking about something that is going to resonate with a lot of people, I, I highly recommend that you do some research. So let's say that you're talking about uh, inflation, I'm just throwing it out there. So, you know, you may want to do a little bit
1: you know, a homework on that and have some notes. Yes. I, I always, with before my guests come on, they send me a bio, but I always will get on their website. And, you know, and this is for anybody too, a little nugget out there. I'm sure you've shared it with people. Mm-hmm. I, I will get on their website, find them on social media. Um, if they have books, I'll try and see a little bit more about that. Um, and just certain topics. Yes, I will look a little more into just so i have a basic understanding you know of what might be coming up but most for me anyway yeah, and i do agree yes absolutely do do some research um i don't typically talk about inflation or even that kind of topic on my, my show is typically more uh it's very personal story based um so there's a lot of raw real personal stories coming out yeah i was
0: officer. just uh, I, was, I was just using that
1: as I was oh no no it was a great that and that was a great example because um i agree do a little research even if it's just getting on their website if they have a website get it or if they have a podcast listen to a couple episodes of their the, their podcast so you can get a feel for how that person is their personality and you know, how they talk and stuff like that, it's very well worth taking at least, you know, half hour, at least a half an hour to, um, plus it's also, I think, respectful of your guest.
0: Uh, Right, and so that's where a lot of your questions would, you know, come upon. Now, uh, if you have platforms like Calgary or maybe uh, PodMatch, you know, guests that want to be on your show typically will have you know, a bio, and if they have, like, a set of questions, you know, Mm -hmm. that, you know, that they want you to ask, you know, that's on there, so when I created this quarterly form for uh, OBS, I decided to add that, yeah, you know, I decided to, you know, modify the form so that, you know, we can kind of get a feel of, you know, who they are, and, you know, what they do, and, broad questions. uh is there are any specific questions that you want you, you you know ask uh you know trust me i know no and walters <laughs> <laughs> but i will ask the tough questions if you know necessarily just depends on what the topic is right if you know you yep. know what the show is um, and podcasting is kind of is kind of like to me you know almost being know. an author so instead of you uh you know write a book you you basically talk
1: right well you're it's like a talk show mm-hmm. yeah radio show however it is you want to look at it yeah and you know and it's not for everybody you know and, and i'm sure you've seen it especially when there's that explosion of all these new podcasts you might come across some and you see maybe three to five episodes and then that's it then they're done And I was looking into that a little bit more, too, one day, just because I wanted to. And I was like, there was hundreds, literally, well, more than hundreds, thousands and thousands of new podcasts that popped up, but they didn't make it past 10
0: episodes. They just, they they gave up on it. Why do you think that, uh, so why do you think that there are, so why do you think uh, there's been a case like that to where you know, people would do a few episodes, maybe 10 or 20 at the most, and then they would stop.
1: I think that people don't realize just how much work goes into putting out a good podcast. It's not just chit-chatting with your guest. You know that. Uh, There's editing involved. There's scheduling and research like we just talked. So as an example, my show's a half hour long, typically. Prior to that, a half hour to at least one hour, I am prepping for that show, doing research, making my own notes, printing things out. So I know what topics I actually want to hit on um, if they're not brought up and, you know, things like that. And then you have your half hour show. And then after that, it takes me an hour to an hour and a half to edit it and then get it ready to upload. And if you're doing, if you're also using it on YouTube, that's a whole nother platform that you have to have everything made for that so for one half hour episode you're talking three three and a half hours of work and I think a lot of and that's probably minimum and I I think a lot of folks don't realize that or they're you know maybe they were working part-time or still working from home maybe for a while um and then realized you know I I don't have time to do this at nighttime and you know I don't or I don't want to do it on the weekends I think maybe they just bit off more than they, they didn't realize. I think a lot of folks didn't realize just how much goes into, and it's a big learning curve, a big learning curve, just with technology. What should I use? What, you know, If I'm going to be on YouTube, what kind of lights should I use? What kind of microphone should I use? Is my camera okay? There's a lot of things to learn and things you have to invest in.
0: You know, so, so I, I I recently uh, purchased uh, I recently purchased a whole lot of uh, radio equipment uh, and I'm getting ready to do like a community station and awesome gonna be, and we're going to be hooking up. So it's it's going to be a part 15. It's going to be a part 15 station. And it kind of made me wish I was in a small town, you know, in that case, because we're a part 15 station. And I'm living in a small town. I could probably cover the whole. I could probably cover the whole town, but I'm in a, but I'm in a larger city. So, you know, the the best that I could do is probably maybe a three mile radius. You know, but then that may be between five and ten thousand people. You may you may never know. Um, so
1: is that is that FM or AM? Uh, FM. Okay.
0: It's That's interesting. Be um, but I haven't found a. I found two unused frequencies, you know, in my area. The thing that I'm really angry about is that you got one station have more than one frequency.
1: Oh, see, and I don't know enough. I don't know anything about that, really. And I'm
0: like, dude, I'm like, I mean, that's that's crazy. You know, one station having more than one frequency. I understand that you want to, you know, expand, you know, your coverage. Get a relay. So yeah. I mean, you know, get you know, get a relay. You know, that way you don't have to use, um, you know, another frequency. Free that up for somebody else. I'm I'm just saying. Now, so that's completely different than internet radio,
1: right? Yep. Yeah.
0: So that, oh, that, that did is, you that. look into that internet so, radio? I, I I did. You know, I did look into that because there are. There are less restrictions uh, in internet radio than it is with um, with terrestrial uh, radio as far as the Federal Communications Commission is concerned uh, because the internet radio you don't have to have a license you don't have to have a license you know for that but the thing about internet radio is, is that it takes a whole lot more work you have to find a you know you have to find a server that would be able to handle the the bandwidth. Okay. Yeah. And um, there's one particular platform's called Live365, uh, where they have everything built in. You can, uh, you can even play music. That's right. You know, on there, and that particular company would pay for, uh, you know, for royalties. But it's real. It's expensive. Yeah. You know, it's, it's expensive, and you don't. And based on the package that you get, the bandwidth you know can you know vary so if your radio station is kind of the only way that that will work is that your radio station is like really popular and you know people actually you know you can you can when you'd have to get commercials too wouldn't you you'd have to have yeah. 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 Some of the stations do have, some of the stations do have commercials. That's how they make their money. Right. Uh, the That's same accurate. thing at the same thing as a terrestrial station, you know, right. they have commercials because even in a uh, radio station, just like a podcast, you got expenses, you know, you know, even in podcasting, you got expenses and, uh, you got to find a way to pay the bills. Right. You know that's so, interesting
1: though so are you you're moving ahead with that with the radio show
0: yes um only thing that i am missing is a building to broadcast oh okay uh that's the you know the last step but i have all you know i have the equipment uh i purchased the equipment that was uh part of my uh christmas gift to myself <laughs> you know i bought all the equipment i got all of the microphones the the mixer the transmitter Uh, everything that I need to and and believe it or not some of those things that you can also use you know in podcasting yeah Uh, because pretty soon in podcasting you gonna be able to you'll be able to take calls like some like if that if I was to set this up right now you know uh and you know and I figured out a way that that people can call in, and that they can call in and it would be embedded in this podcast uh, you can, you know, you can do that, too. And it's also uh, an instance where, uh, you know, podcasters are starting to make a living. Yeah. You know, you know, just doing that. There's a lot of platforms like Anchor. Uh, there are, you can monetize your content on Anchor and Spotify. And if you reach a certain amount, of, uh, you know, of listeners, or, you know, or viewers, opinion, you have media or audio. Most of mine is audio. But, you know, anyway, if you reach a certain plateau of the number of people that uh, listen to your podcast, you start to make money, mm-hmm. you, you know, for that. And then there are, there are, they also where, if you're familiar with uh, National Public Radio, uh, National Public Radio is a listener support, uh, you, you know, network, kind of like PBS.
1: Right, you know, so okay, yeah.
0: Uh, kind like PBS, and so you know, with those two uh, individual affiliate stations determine, uh, you know, what's being played. So it's not like your traditional, you know, network stations like ABC, CBS or nbc to where right. they have a set schedule, you know, either in or you out. Right. <laughs> either you're in there or you out. But with public public TV and public radio, they, they are kind of flexible. And so the content that comes from them um, actually comes from the individual station. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So they 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 decide what programs, you, you know, to air. Uh, certain like in smaller markets, they may not be able to, you know, play some. You know, they may not be able to broadcast some of the popular, you know, TV shows that PBS, you know, you know, may have. Yeah. And it all depends on how much money, you know, that they're going okay. in, but. Again, that has never stopped a podcaster from continuing you, you know, to podcast because a lot of podcasters, they're not really doing this for the money. They want to, they want to relay a message. Right. You know, they want to step outside of, you know, mainstream media and say, like, okay, we're gonna talk about stuff that, you know, they don't wanna talk about. Right. We wanna give people you know, a platform to where they can be themselves and they can share their story and that yeah. they can step on a few toes and get on people's nerves. You know, that's, that's my day job. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you, know, that's my, you know, that's my day job, getting on people's nerves. What, what, what are you talking about? I'm talking about business owners. I'm talking about politicians. I, you know, I love it. And it was like, you know, and I don't even have to be in these government buildings you know, to get on their nerves. But when I walk into these government buildings, I remember one time I, I went to my local city hall and, you know, I went to pick up some, just went to pick up some, you know, went to pick up an envelope. And, you know, I checked in with the security guard and one of the security guards, you know, looked at me and said, well, what kind of trouble you getting into today? I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm just picking up an envelope. What kind of trouble am I going to get into just by picking up an envelope? <laughs> it is absolutely insane. Yeah, the way these folks are shaking in their boots, and I'm just going—I'm just going uh, to City Hall to pick up an envelope. Right. It is beyond crazy. And then I talk about that stuff. You—you you know, all, you know, all my podcasts, and I. And I got a call from a friend of mine. I said, "Well, I have a podcast. You want to be on it?" And I was like, "Well, yeah, I've been trying to get on it for months." And he was like, "Well, what do you want to talk about?" So I did. You know, I gave him a subject. Okay, and I was on there. Man, did I step on a lot of toes! I got a people was actually tuning in. Was like, you know, they was really upset, but I stood my ground. You know, yeah, and that's 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 what made podcasting so, you know, one, you know, you know, wonderful, you know, is that that interaction. And then when I got finished, you know, with that podcast, I said, "Man, that said I stepped. Looks like I stepped on a lot of toes." He, he was like, "Well, yeah, that's exactly what we need. You're not going to get that, you know. You're not going to get that, you know, in mainstream. You, have you seen some of them talk shows?" I don't watch TV. <laughs> Honestly, sir, uh, that's one of the reasons why I stopped watching TV.
1: I got rid of my cable and everything. I have um, Netflix. You know, I use my Fire Stick, my Amazon Fire Stick. That's uh-huh. how I watch TV. So it's all through, you know, Wi-Fi, Internet based. I got rid of my
0: cable. Oh, I'm looking I don't forward watch to...
1: mainstream TV
0: oh, I'm ever. Looking forward to... I'm looking forward to that Apple Fire Stick I got for Christmas.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, they're
0: great. They yeah, I, I'm cutting. I'm cutting. The, you know, I, you know,
1: um, I saved almost a hundred dollars a month by getting rid of my cable.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, cable I was like, I don't even really use it.
1: I don't even watch TV. Why am I spending this money? So I just use my Fire Stick, and you know, and a lot of times I don't watch TV. I, I read, or I'm listening to other podcasts, or I'm writing, or I find something on Netflix. I don't. I just and, I got
0: so tired of. And one, and, one things, media. You know, and one of the things, and one of the I hear people, you yeah. know, saying, especially, uh, especially people that are in the mental health field or psychology, I know I'm one of them, I'm a certified counselor practitioner, and it was like, stop watching the news. Yeah. Kim, I'm, I'm telling you, this is no lie, I am not exaggerated. there is a local station, you know, where I am, uh, half of their 24-hour schedule. Is new. So we got 24 hours in a day and half of that is news. I was like, you gotta be kidding. And you actually got people that are sitting at home and they watch the news all day. I'm like, how do you do it?
1: My aunt, you know, it's interesting you brought that up because I don't watch regular TV, like I said. But my aunt was saying the other day, and she's retired in her late 70s, so she's home all day. Um, She said they've really started to change things up on the local news stations and I said, what do you mean you mean they have new people there's a lot of turnover, and she said no, where it used to be an hour of news in the morning and an hour at night, she goes now it's news almost all day long I said what do you mean she goes. They'll have the 6 a.m. and then they have 8 a.m. and then they have 10 a.m. and then they have noon. And it just goes one, two, three, every hour on the hour is a new news show and it's all news. And I went, really? And she goes, yeah, you can't find anything to watch. She goes, and I don't want to sit here and watch the news all day. She goes, because it's depressing and it makes me angry. And then I have anxiety. And this is just one person. And there's millions of people that are home every day, especially senior citizens. They have enough to worry about without watching the news, making them go stir crazy and anxious
0: or depressed. Well, you know, well, you know back, you know, well, you know back in the day, there was like, uh, you know, like two dozen soap operas. Right. Not anymore. You know, so, you know, if you really wanted to, you know, watch something on TV that's exciting and go home. You know, what do you do? You turn on the soaps, right? Uh huh. Now you, you know, you don't find that anymore. No. I mean, you, you know, you don't find it anymore. So, what do people do? Now, right. I, I know people our age. I'm, I'm Gen X, by the way. And so, you know, what we do is that we're we in the podcast. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're in the podcasting. And podcasting has become uh, the new TV and the new radio. That's basically what it is. It's the it's the new TV and the new radio because and podcasting has to be whether it's audio or video has become, in my opinion, more exciting than it is to turn on the TV unless you're watching uh, unless you unless you've been watching uh, you know Kevin McCarthy being uh finally being elected to Congress for the 16th time. You know, other than that. Don't get me going on that
1: whole <laughs> debacle.
0: Uh, I, okay, this I'm is a, you know, and I don't a, even I I'm don't follow poli- I don't follow politics. That I'm gonna digress sometimes. on that, but I'm gonna digress <laughs> on that. But oh no, no. The, the point The point is is that the point that I'm making is that podcasting over the last five years has become not only entertaining but also very informative. Um, in podcasting, you will hear things that being talked about that you would never hear on the radio. Absolutely. Never see, you know, on TV. Mm-hmm. Why, you know, why is that? And also Tio want to point out that when you was talking about uh the fact that you know podcasting, you know, takes a lot of time. Do you think that people are, you know, you know, they see, you know, they are romanticizing you know, being a podcaster without actually, you know, putting in the work.
1: I, you know, that's a good point. I, you, that might be a valid point right there. They may have. Uh, I tried it just because I wanted something to do. I'm not one that can sit around doing nothing during the day. Never have been, never will be. I am a doer,
0: you know. And um, some people consider it to be a hobby. You know, I I get, you know, some people consider to be a hobby. I get that. Then you have some you know, that actually, you know, make a living like, uh, you know, you know, just like, uh, a radio DJ. Right. Something. Right.
1: Oh, I, I am so far from making a living with mine.
0: <laughs> I, I hope that I get to that point. too. Me where, too. And you know, I figure, you know, you know can, what,
1: if it, it, you know, it'll come, I just, I've been telling myself, you know, it's going to roll out the way it's supposed to, I'm just going to follow my passion and my heart for why I started it to begin with. And I'm going to keep on doing it that way. And there have been certain little doors that have opened for me along the way that I I'm not let's say I'm not looking for it, and I'm not stressing myself out over it. I'm doing it because I enjoy it, and the people that I'm meeting are just amazing. And a lot of times I get so much from my guests, you know, just so much, um, so many blessings from the guests. And like I said earlier the connections that you make, you keep in touch with some of them, actually quite a few of them or yeah. every once in a while they'll reach out, you know, eight months later and say, Hey, I was talking to somebody and they mentioned this and I thought of you immediately. Why don't I connect you to, you know, soon you're just like, Oh, wow. Thanks. Right, so,
0: And it's really a network opportunity too. Absolutely, uh, you know, absolutely. I, I, I have to ask, uh, the, the, people that you have, you know, the past I know I have, um, uh, Repeat, uh, repeat guests, because I, I know in 2022, I actually had a couple of people that have actually been, you know, a, a repeat guest, because I, I really enjoy yeah, you know, what they pour into. Uh, I've had, audience. I've
1: had a few. I've had, I think, three that I had as repeat guests simply because I said, you know what? A half an hour is not even close to enough time for us to keep talking. Can you please come back in a few months? Uh, because I have my scheduled out too, like you had said with yours. Um, but I had a few that I that I've had repeat, and I'm going to have them on again this year because they're just amazing. They're just amazing people, and um, like we're doing our talk, we've just kind of veered, you know, all over the place. You never know where the story, the conversation's going to go.
0: Exactly, uh, exactly. You know, and you know, we talked about your books, of course. That's where. Uh, the author showcase is about but i believe podcasting you know uh has become an art too it's like you know i'm a digital author yes and so we're, we're we're definitely going to extend the author showcase to you know podcasters as well because uh in podcasting you know people have stories to share you know you know as well and that has become you know an art you know, as well, instead of in written form, it's in spoken. Right. It's in spoken. Form. And so. some
1: people, some people are very gifted that way. They're very, very good guests. Mm-hmm. Then you have your some guests that are just really nervous. It's hard to get an answer out of them. <laughs> you, know? You, you know, I've had a few of those, which is fine. I understand that folks are nervous or this is the first time I've ever been on a podcast. You know, so you had to kind of, you know, nudge them along a little bit but you've got those people that are just natural
0: at it, you know, and super so comfortable. it's like, uh, like, you know, maybe they would come on maybe five to 15 minutes, you know, before, you know, beforehand. They say, okay, this is how it's going to go. Blah, 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 yes, blah, blah. Yes,
1: yes. There so were they a kinda, few. They
0: kind of they get a feel of, you know, what it's like being on camera before we actually go on. And right. Some people would be like, well, nah, I don't want to, you know, be on camera. Can we like, you know, you know, shut the camera. up. Okay. You know, cause I've done that. Right. I've done
1: that. I, yeah. I usually talk, we chit chat usually 10 to 15 minutes prior to recording, especially if I know that's the first time they've ever been on a podcast. And, you know, I just get to know them a little bit more and say, Hey, you know what? The whole show is going to be literally how you and I are talking right now. We're just talking. We're just two people having a cup of coffee, getting to know each other you know, and that,
0: that's right. Well, cool. yeah, but what, you know, one thing, you know, don't be having no, uh, you know, don't be having no liquor party part Don't be having no, coffee. a coffee. Yeah. Coffee. <laughs> uh, this, this is for the viewers, right? You know, don't, you know, if you want to be a guest, don't be having a liquor bottle. Oh yeah. Party in like it's 1999. <laughs> so.
1: No. And I, no, even, in, even in my show notes, I'm always like, grab your favorite cup of coffee, sit back and relax. I'm a, I am a copious, I drink copious amounts of coffee all day long. I mean, and this is coffee right here that I'm drinking right now. Um, so I'm always, you know, I'm always inviting people. Hey, if you've got a cup of coffee you want with you, feel
0: free to drink your coffee while we're chatting because we're just two people getting to know each other, you know? And, and, exactly. And so this, folks, this is what podcasting, you know, is all about. And if you are a podcaster, you are not. You are what I call a digital author
1: yeah and that's I love I like how that's put together that's that's I'd not heard that digital author, digital well, author done, right. well done Keith
0: well done that just came out the top of my head hey it's a new year so yay write that down <laughs> I, I I am I'm I'm definitely going to I'm definitely going to uh remember that yeah definitely no that's awesome yeah
1: I like that I like
0: and that. we are definitely past our time here <laughs> Surprise, surprise. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so before we go, um, tell everybody how they can find
1: the simplest and easiest way to find everything that I'm doing, whether it's my podcast, my books, or my television show. Um, you can go right to my website, which is my name. It's Kim Langlingauthor.com, And I'll spell that for you K I M L E N G L I N G. Author.com. Anything you want to know or find out, as well as contact me, you can do it all
0: through my website. And it has been a tradition in all of our podcasts that we do here at uh, OBS to where we give the guests the last word. This is where the host would dip it and let the uh, guests have the last word. So, uh, and Kim, I'm going to extend the same thing to you, you're going to have the last word. So what is the last word for our audience? A singular word? <laughs> Just a word? It could be anything. <laughs> it could be one word. It can be a thousand words. It doesn't matter okay. right. to me, <laughs> okay. you got the, you have the last word. <laughs>
1: okay. All right. The stage is mine. Okay. Uh, you know, we, we covered so much today. And But I think a lot of it was just opportunity and doors that could be open for folks. So don't pass those by, folks. If you've got something in your heart that you want to pursue or you've always wanted to do and haven't for whatever reason, just give it a try. You know, I, Keith, he shared his journey about how he started his podcast And I shared mine, how I started mine and how we're writing and all of that. And it's all because we had a passion in our hearts So follow your passion. Life gets hard and it feels like it gets in the way, but there will come a day where a door will open and you'll be able to say, all right, now's the time and I'm going to do it. And maybe that time is now for you. So, you know, seize the day, seize the opportunities and just shine. Let yourself shine, folks. That's my word for the night. Let yourself shine. All
0: right. And, Kim, it, it has been a delight to be with you uh, on uh, this evening. What, what a way to begin the first uh, broadcast of 2023. Um, just sitting down and just having a, you know, honest to goodness conversation. You know, no script. Um uh, I, I don't even think this has been a question-answer thing, no keynays, you know, just just straight talk. Yeah. And we covered so, a lot, which was fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and folks, believe it or not, I believe that's going to be the future of podcasts. So you might as well get ready for it. It's coming yeah. to uh it's coming to a platform near you. So stay tuned. And we're definitely not done. We're going to 2023 uh, with nothing but the best. Great guests, great conversation, conversations may be controversial, they step on a few toes, but then at, uh, at the same time, you will hear a lot of interesting story, inspirational stories. This is what the future of podcasting is all about. So I hope that you will tune in. You know, this year, we got a great lineup for you. We got guests from all over the world that's going to be now on this podcast, but we got several other podcasts, you know, as well, and it's going to be raw, it's going to be controversial, it's going to be inspirational, it's going to be educational, it's going to be informational. So I hope that you will tune in to the Author Showcase as well as our other podcasts uh, for 2023 and beyond. You may never know what you're going to get. So stay tuned. We got a lot in store for you. And Kim, thank you so much for uh, taking time out of your schedule to uh, tune in today. I tell you, it's been a blast. I had a wonderful time. Um, Thank you.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me. It has been a true,
0: true pleasure. Thanks so much. And that would wrap it up uh, here on the Author Showcase. I'm Keith Williams, your host. Thank you so much for being a part and spending uh some time with us on this evening we got another great uh author coming to you next week so same time same station until then have a great evening oh and by the way happy new year Yay. from all of us here at the austerland broadcast section <laughs>
1: Follow OBS on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash section. If you want to contribute financially to help us continue broadcasting, please go to paypal.me.obsintl. Thanks for tuning in. We will see you next time.
0: This is OBS Radio, a service of OBS International, a division of Greater Works Business Services.